first want to tell you about Keeps. If you've got uh, issues with uh, your hair, if you're stressed out about it, if you've if you have the male pattern baldness thing approaching, uh, you don't have to give up and stop fighting here. Uh, Keeps can help. Keeps offers the same doctor recommended FDA approved hair loss treatments, but they're the generic version. So you're only going to pay about half the cost and keeps keep the keeps keeps that cost down uh, as low as possible. And one more thing you're going to love about keeps you do everything online. So you answer a few easy questions, snap a few pictures of your hair and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped right to your door. Why make trips to the doctor? Why go to the drugstore? Why do all that stuff when you don't have to? K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save is the place to go. You get 50% off your first order of hair loss treatments. It's keeps.com slash save. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. It is Pat and Stu in for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck program. We're going to be starting here in just a few seconds. lot to get into she's there was such an agonizing speech from joe biden who was awful on so many different things yesterday god uh we'll tell you about that share some of it with you coming up in 60 seconds the glenn beck program so if you're a fiscally responsible homeowner uh, you, of course, uh, need to know that there's no reason that you can't be paying uh, a, a better uh, rate on your mortgage. All the time we talk about this, mortgage rates are at all-time lows. Uh, we talk about it in the news. We talk about it all the time because it's been historic. It, we're at a period where you can't possibly believe how long these rates have been low. And then you see that we're spending trillions and trillions of dollars. How long do you think they're going to stay that way? These rates are not going to last forever, but if you don't do something, you are going to uh, you're going to regret it. Uh, there's a lot of money at stake here for you. It could be hundreds or even as much as thousands of dollars per month. Uh, imagine what that could mean for your family. Uh, you you know as well as I do that percentage rates on credit card debt are usually highway robbery. Why not knock all that out and focus your debt in one low percentage area with a consolidation loan? American Financing can do this for you. They work for you, not the bank. They could change your life. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. Uh, is the phone number if you'd like to get involved in the show. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> there was... I Joe Biden didn't used to infuriate me quite as much as he does now. I mean, he's always irritated me, but it wasn't like listening to Barack Obama, for instance. It is now. I mean, I think he's bought in completely to Marxist theory now. 
He, he's just a, he's a naked Marxist like the rest of them now. And maybe that's just everybody in leadership in the Democrat Party. Maybe they've all just caved in. Uh, but it's agonizing to listen to this infrastructure stuff, as well as the poor being fleeced. Um, here he is. Todd, did you see much of this uh, speech yesterday? Not Stuart? much of it, no. I try to avoid <clears throat> and keep my sanity. But it, it was, oh. as uh, the clips I've seen are, were as agonizing as you'd expect. He's trying to justify spending $2.5 trillion right now. And 5% of that is going to infrastructure, to actual infrastructure. So now, everything's just infrastructure. Yes. Everything that was the is infrastructure. Gillibrand uh, yes. uh, construction yesterday. She got bludgeoned for that. She, uh, you know, it just basically say, oh, well, health, you know, uh, elder Child care, care <laughs> is infrastructure. Right. Okay. Well, so. Is it? He's no. listing all things. No, and just saying they're infrastructure, mm-hmm. which now the left has, has decided to, to say anything they believe is important is in infrastructure. Anything they want equals infrastructure, <laughs> which means that infrastructure has no definition. It's just. Right. It's just, all, I mean, as far as policy goes, it's just everything. But that's what they do, right? They just... It's what they want. When they're up against it, they just change the definition of words. Everything that opposes them is racist, mm-hmm. for example. So she got hammered with that a little bit yesterday. <laughs> Somebody tweeted out, yeah, your mom and my ass are infrastructure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that. And Gillibrand's a bit uh, of a dummy. Like, she, of course. You know, she's, she, you could tell when in the campaign when she was pressed and people were actually paying attention to her, which was not, it does not happened at any other point in her career. Mm-hmm. He realized she really doesn't have much going on. This is not a, this is not a democratic rising star. This is someone who was able to luck into a seat, uh, based on circumstances in a very blue state and doesn't bring much to the table. Anyone who would think that's a good idea to tweet obviously is not uh, not exactly a thinking person the lights are on but nobody's home yeah and the in, lights aren't always on yeah that's true that is <laughs> we true. should point out the lights there there's problems with the lights there's a short it's not all they're not always on but there's never anyone home there's rolling blackouts it's an abandoned in cabin in the woods yes and occasionally <laughs> the lights kind of come on maybe it's a really bad badly placed solar plan- panel mm-hmm. uh, keeping the lights on mm-hmm. it's under a lot of shade yep maybe occasionally a streak of light hits that solar panel, keep the lights go on for four or five minutes that night. But that's about it. But because they're uh, trying to sell this tax increase to pay for this two and a half trillion dollar bill. Which wasn't it two uh, trillion just a yeah. week ago? Yeah, now, now it's, it's two, two and a half. Two and a half already. Well, this is what happens though. By the time they're done with it, I'll bet you it'll be three. <laughs> yeah. It'll be three trillion. So here is uh, Biden trying to convince us that the poor are being fleeced. We're going to raise the corporate tax rate. It was 35 percent for the longest time. Mm-hmm. That wasn't good. Which was too high. Mm. Yes. Barack and I thought it was too high during our administration. Did you? Mm-hmm. We all agreed five years ago that it should come down somewhat. But the somewhat. previous administration reduced it all the way down to 21 percent. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. What I'm proposing is that we meet in the middle. 28 uh. percent. Mm. Right. Mm. 28% would still have lower corporate rates than any time between, between World War II and 2017. Pause it for a second. We'll gener- if you can. <laughs> uh, we're not competing with ourselves from the past. What we're no? competing with is the rest of the world. 
Well, no, there's some companies, though, that were like, we were thinking about taking the 1965 tax rate from the United States <laughs> and executing that. Uh, yeah. They're not no, allowed they're to not. do that? No. They're, they could do that, I guess. Yeah. They, you know, if a Belgian company wanted to uh, increase their corporate rate to what ours was in 1965, <laughs> they could. Yeah. Uh, it just wouldn't be intelligent. What we're competing with are, are companies who are paying 15% corporate tax rates. I mean, ours has traditionally been one of the highest, if not the highest, corporate tax rate in the world. And we're supposed to be capitalists. We're supposed to be free market people. And and so this argument is just completely uh, uh, unrelated to the problem at hand. And it's, this, it's ridiculous. And this really does put, it's not as high as 35, as he points out. But 28 would still put it right back up at one of the highest in the world again. Yes. You would have the same problem. And you probably before. lose corporations again because of it. Yeah. It really is unfortunate. I mean, the 21% income tax rate showed real uh, signs of, of making these companies grow. And, and, and mm-hmm. it did seem to induce a, a raging economy before the coronavirus hit. Now, did it have enough time before COVID for us to know the full uh, impact of it? I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what we knew that. Remember, these are long-term plans. Mm-hmm. And this is the the biggest sin of this overall in that companies can't plan for this stuff. Because every every two years, then the new administration comes in and starts screwing with these rates. Companies can't plan. They don't want to deal with... And one of the big, one of the big uh, upsides of having your company in America, supposedly, is stability. Right. Right. A lot of companies are willing to pay a little bit higher rate because they realize, okay, this is a stable country. They understand that capitalism is important. They're the people who kind of brought it to us. So they're not, it's not going anywhere. Well, that's not the case anymore. I mean, they can't look at this country fairly and honestly and tell their shareholders, oh, there's no big deal. This is fine. You have people who are, who have the entire uh, uh, zeitgeist of the left. People like AOC, who are basically begging for capitalism to go away completely. Mm-hmm. So you no longer have that sort of stability. These are not these are not fringe members. These are the people leading the media coverage on a daily basis. And obviously, you see with the spending that's going on right now, they've had real impact. We've talked about this before, but Barack Obama was terrified of getting to one trillion dollars on his big plans, including Obamacare. Mm-hmm. They did everything they could to lie and say it was under a trillion dollars because that, they were terrified of what the American people would think. That fear is long gone. It's long gone. Yeah, now two, three, four. What was it? I mean, just we just said two trillion to two, two and a half trillion. That's almost the entire stimulus bill from Barack Obama. <laughs> just that, just the change we didn't notice in the last week. Like, oh, it was two trillion dollar package. Now it's a two point five trillion dollar package. I mean, that's you know two thirds of what Barack Obama wanted to spend for the big uh, bailout and uh, infrastructure spend back in uh, in two thousand nine. Yeah, it just uh, there's no shame anymore in this stuff. It's just print, 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 spend, spend, spend. Mm-hmm. You know, new restrictions, new seemingly unconstitutional laws and rules. No one seems to care right now. And he had a lot more to say about it. We'll generate over a trillion dollars in taxes over 15 years. Hmm. Why, why would you? New independent study put hmm. out last week found that at least 55 of our largest corporations huh. lose the very, use the various loopholes 
to pay zero federal tax income tax in 2020. So dishonest. It's just not fair. It's not fair to the rest of the American taxpayers. We're going to, we're going to try to put an end to this. Not, not fleece them. 28%. Uh, of course. If you're a mom and dad, a cop, firefighter, police officer, etc., yeah. you're paying close to that in your income tax. I've also proposed the global minimum tax, which is being proposed around the world, for U.S. corporations at 20%. A 20 puns or percent? 20 pun percent. Pat, 20 pun percent is the wrong percentage. (laughs) I think it is, too. I think it is. 20 pun percent? I... Yeah, I don't even know what to say about 20 pun percent. Yeah, I really, I, I feel almost you know? speechless of yeah. my commentary on 20 pun percent. I don't know exactly <laughs> how to. It feels wrong. But other than that, I can't describe why it's wrong. So here's what he's proposing. Then you're wait. OK, so you're raising the corporate tax rate to 28 percent. Now you're going to also add a 21 percent global tax. <laughs> Is that what he's saying? Well, a minimum tax. A minimum. Uh, 20, 21%. So 21%. The idea so being that everyone else needs to raise their rates. Who administers that? Right. Who administers Nobody. the global tax right. to every corporation in the world? There is no such there's no such entity. There's no entity that right. can do that. Right. I mean, and the concept is it, it, it's basically a, a confirmation of what we were just talking about. They know. Then these, we're going to lose these corporations. Com- yeah, these companies keep lower, or these countries keep lowering their rates to get companies to go there. Yep. So we need to. What if we stopped the competition? It's like basically saying like McDonald's <laughs> wants to charge five dollars for their Big Mac, and they're like, "What if we propose a global fast food burger price? You can't go under four eighty five. Well, then they'd be really competitive, I guess, right? Because they'd yep. only be fifteen cents more. Yeah, I mean, we'd still King be is more forced to charge four eighty five for their yes. Now you're not going to lose that many customers right, to Burger King. Right. They're not going to, the, the, the cost isn't going to be an issue. And that's what he's proposing here. It's completely, it's embarrassing. And, and it's unconstitutional, I'm sure. And it's also, well, I don't know if it's unconstitutional because it seems like it's just a big, they're just hoping everyone does it type of thing. It's like, it's not like we, we certainly can't implement it on these other countries. Through the G20 though, they're, they're going to try to force it. They're just going to try to force it through. Yeah, uh, now we'll see how that, we'll see how the structure of that uh, comes down. But did you also notice the sleight of hand at the beginning of that clip? When you do one of these bills, have we not been around for a while here? Mm-hmm. When you do one of these bills, you talk about how much it costs and how much taxes are going to be raised in 10 years. Right. Right? Yes. Why is he talking about how much is going to raise in 15 years? Well, the reason for that is he knows, he even knows with his crappy projections, they can't get this to work by saying 10 years of taxes will pay for it. So what they have done is they're talking about 15 years of taxes to pay for eight years of spending. 15 years of taxes to pay for eight years of spending. Therefore, it's quote unquote paid for. It's so disingenuous. That is incredible. And you'll hear, I mean, that's why he's talking about 15 years. Because that is legitimately in the bill. They know they can't pay for it. So they're just going to screw with the year. They're going to keep the the cost on the board for 15 years and the spending on the board for eight years. Now, as we all know, mm. as if we're complete idiots, at the end of that eight years, all of these things are going to be ex- extended. So you're going to get 15 years of spending and you're going to 15 years of taxes won't cover it. 15 years of taxes only covers eight years of spending. So then we're going to have to raise taxes again. Mm-hmm. They're telling you and this in advance. not at the end advance. of the 15 years, but before that is. Oh, yeah. After eight. 
they'll they'll ask for another tax hike. The second they can is the real answer. The second it's they crazy. can get them raised, they'll do it again and they'll justify. Look, we have this great thing and it did so much good, but you know we, the, the, the Republicans wouldn't let us go to thirty five percent. They said it was too high. Wait, wait a minute, didn't you say it was too high, Joe? They'll just forget about oh, that. He won't remember on. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean he doesn't remember it now, let alone in eight years. <laughs> he had much more to say. We'll get to it coming up in sixty seconds. All right, spring is here. It means the grass has started to grow again, and you're out there mowing again. You may or may not like that. I know I, as a kid, I did not like it. I was miserable mowing the lawn. You can always try to get a kid from your neighborhood to do it, and then he'll hate you, and he'll start egging your house on mischief night. Uh, there's that going on. But if you want to actually enjoy mowing your lawn, I never had a Hustler Turf mower. <laughs> I had nothing like it. I had like the $8 mower that like was found on the side of the road, and uh, it, it was not a good it was not a good experience. Hustler uh, invented the zero turn uh, lawnmower. And now they started doing it basically for like big corporations. And, you know, you're talking about maybe mowing the the median of a highway, right? Like these, you know, big industrial jobs. Well, now Hustler is bringing that same technology to you and your home. If you want to enjoy mowing your lawn again, you need Hustler Turf to be part of the picture. When you A-B compare a Hustler to the competition, you'll find out that, that there is no competition to begin with. Before you buy some other mower, do me a favor, find a Hustler dealer and just go test drive one. HustlerTurf.com. HustlerTurf.com. Go to, take a test drive now. HustlerTurf.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, you know, the Marxist theory that's being employed here is just too much for me to take. I can't, I can't take it. The, they're just, they're naked Marxists now, and they don't care who knows it anymore. And they're just pitting Americans against each other. It's class warfare, and they, they wage it so often and so well. Uh, here's more of what Biden had to say about, well, the poor being fleeced and, of course, corporations not paying their fair share let me tell you what that means it means that companies aren't going to be able to hide their income in places like the cayman islands and bermuda and tax havens we're going to also eliminate deductions used by corporations for offshoring jobs and shifting assets overseas they offshore mm-hmm. the jobs, shift the assets overseas and then don't have to pay taxes on all they make there Oh, good time. We'll significantly that word. ramp up IRS enforcement <laughs> against corporations and the super wealthy who either fail to report their income or underreported. Estimated that would raise tens of billions of dollars. It adds up to more than what I proposed in just 15 years. In just 15 years. It's honest. It's fair. It's fiscally no, responsible. None of those things. And it pays for what we need hmm. and reduces the debt over the long haul. By the way, by the way, I didn't hear any of our friends who were criticizing this plan say that the corporate tax cut, which added two trillion dollars of the debt, I hate the Trump tax cut. No, two trillion, no, one point nine trillion dollars. Pause it again for a second. No. Okay, when you give somebody a tax cut, that doesn't add to debt. Mm -mm. What what that usually does is bring in more revenue for uh, the government because people do better when they pay lower taxes. And so you have more money, which is taxed at uh, a rate that you were paying before, but now you're making more money. So you're actually paying more money into the federal tax system. 
And you will hear uh, online, people people that with that claim has been debunked. It hasn't been debunked. No, it has it's not. happened every single time. It's every been tried. time. The issue, what they're doing is they're comparing it to a theoretical number. How much money would they get if these tax cuts weren't passed? They're saying like, okay, well, if we got, like, if you're making, if you're bringing a trillion dollars in and you lower the taxes and the next year you bring in $1.2 trillion, I'm just making these numbers up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would say, well, you could have had $1.3 trillion if you just kept the rates where they were. Now, of course, that's a theoretical counterfactual that we don't know. I mean, no one can say that for sure. But even if it's true, you're getting more money than you got in real terms. Right. More dollars have come in. Yeah. And you should be able to run your, your budget on the, that number. Instead, they said, well, we could have even had more to spend even more. But the... The whole theory is based on the fact that the government thinks it's their money to begin with and that they're giving you their money. No, it's the corporation's money and you're just taking less of it. You didn't have it to begin with. How could it add to the debt? Well, it doesn't. All right. There was more agonizing nonsense from it. It wasn't paid for. The vast majority of which went to the top 1% of the wage earners. Okay. Everybody got a tax hollering cut. Everybody. In this recovery, the so-called before we, I became president, this K-shaped recovery, where K-shaped. billionaires made three hundred billion more dollars during this period. Mm. Where's the outrage there? Why would I be outraged uh, by that? Why, why, why would I, I care? I want I'm other people to do poorly. I, I am yeah. outraged. <laughs> I want people to have bad news in their life. Yeah, right. I don't even understand this. By the way, uh, what was it? 2017. We had that tax cut. Uh, $3.32 trillion were our income uh, from uh, taxes in, in 2017. Okay. 2019, $3.46 trillion. So you went from 3.32 to 3.46. Now they would say, well, well you could have had 3.56. But like we we went up $3.32 trillion to $3.46 trillion in that time since the tax cut. Up again. And it, by uh, up, this you happens, mean down? We, we lost a whole bunch of money. No. Is that what you're no, really No, by mean? up, I mean we had more revenue <laughs> after the tax cut. So huh. it did not cost us $1.9 trillion. Right. It's a ridiculous right. narrative. It's not true. They're just comparing it to this theoretical world where different rates existed. And I, I'm sorry, like, if you, were, if you were saying it went from $3.32 trillion to $2 trillion, you could say, okay, well, we've really cut the revenue coming into the government. We have more revenue coming into the government, at least until the pandemic. And we don't know. Uh, it looks like that's going to go up again, by the way, in the pandemic. They're estimating it's going to be up at around $3.7 trillion for the pandemic year. Which that's is amazing. Mystifying. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's a really, really strange world we live in. But the bottom line, this is all built on lies to justify these policies that they want. They want more of your life, more of your money, more of your control, more control over you. And that's the end game here. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, if you own a timeshare, chances are pretty good here in 2021 that you're ready to get out of it. You probably weren't using it the whole time in the first place. And with COVID, well, that probably drove that number of uses down to zero. Here's the thing. There are quite a few businesses out there that will claim they can get you out of a timeshare. But most of them don't uh, because most of them don't have a team of attorneys and paralegals whose only job is to get you out legally. This is a group of attorneys. That's it. You know who has that group of attorneys? Timeshare Termination Team. 
They're ready to step to the plate and help you. Just call 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Call Timeshare Termination Team today. Get the process started. Don't keep putting it off and get stuck with another year's of timeshare that you're not going to use. You'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare. 20%. So make sure you tell them that Glenn Beck sent you. It's 1-888-GET-YOU-OUT. 1-888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or visit them online at timeshareterminationteam.com. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. You know, it came out last week or the week before that of this $2.5 trillion infrastructure bill, 5% of it is actually going to infrastructure. So... It's not 0%. It's not 0 no, could be zero percent. They could have made ze- they could have made it negative percentage points. They could have. We don't know. I don't know how they would have done that, but I suppose they, they could would have, have had. They would have had to take money from bridges. <laughs> so they would. I guess that means huh. that like if there's a toll bridge, they would get all the money from it, which they probably do anyway. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. So because it came out that five percent of infrastructure is going to infrastructure. They now are claiming that infrastructure is everything. It's it's daycare, it's uh, healthcare, it's the climate change. All of it's infrastructure now, and that's the point that uh, Joe is kind of trying to make here, um, where he tells us that infrastructure is more than just roads. It's more than that. Well, you have failed on your promise of bipartisanship if you don't get Republicans on board with this plan. Your first plan passed along party lines. Look, what I said was Look. I would try. To work with my friends uh-huh. on the other side. Why are you whispering, Joe? Why? There are things we're working on together, some of which we pass and some we will pass. But the last plan, I laid out what was available, what I was suggesting, and how I'd deal with it. Yeah. And a bipartisan group came to see me. And then the Republican group came to see me. And they started off at $600 billion, uh-huh. and that was it. That was it. If they come forward with a plan that uh-huh. did the bulk of it, and it was a billion, three or four, two or three, what? What? that allowed me to have what pieces of all that was about? in there, I would, have pre- I would have been prepared to compromise. But they didn't. They didn't move an inch. Not an inch. That's not but for example, the reporting I am is said at all dealing with a bipartisan way. group. They came to see me. Uh-huh. Now it's about, what, three, four weeks ago when they came about computer chips and about... Oh, and please tell they said, look, standing we, back there. Oh. we have to have our own supply. We have to work together. She's always I, there. We're working on that. Chuck Schumer and, and I think McConnell are about to introduce a bill along those lines. So I'm prepared to work. Yes. I really am. It really is. But to automatically say mm-hmm. that the only thing is infrastructure is a highway, a bridge, or oh. whatever, that's just not rational. Yeah, it's it not even rational. Really <laughs> okay, to to say that infrastructure is just infrastructure, uh, it's not rational. Uh, may I may I have my pudding now? No. Uh, yeah, this is uh, you'll see here. I have some pudding. To say pudding is the only thing that's pudding. It's also it's infrastructure. It's also pudding. soup. Pudding, pudding is, is infrastructure soup. and soup. Pudding is infrastructure. Pudding is soup. Pudding 
is is pretzels. It's all it's all pudding. Why can't we just have a pudding plan we all agree on? So when your argument isn't making any sense, you just change the meaning of your argument. That's yeah. what they're doing. And by the way, the it's, infrastructure thing was, uh, if, if anyone defined it, it was the Biden-Obama yeah. administration. Because they kept saying crumbling roads and bridges, crumbling yep. roads and bridges. Well, that was their mantra yep. for years. For years. And now, now that they have the uh, all this money, they could get up to $1.2 billion, I guess is all he wanted. Which is weird, because if they offered $600 billion and then you wanted $1.2, why wouldn't you take that? <laughs> Hard to understand. It's it almost is. as if every time he it speaks, is. he makes a terrible mistake. Which, I don't know what that signifies, Pat. I can't think of why that would occur with an older gentleman. That I, maybe every time he spoke, he said the number completely wrong. You know what it is? What? It's a crumbling infrastructure. It is. That's what it is. <laughs> His dementia mm-hmm. is infrastructure. Yes. That's uh, one of the things we need to understand. Uh, first of all, the his telling of the story is ridiculous. Tons of reporting that disagree with it. I mean, if your point is they came to you with 600 billion, but you would have taken 1.2 trillion. Why didn't you? I don't know. Offer 1.2 trillion and see if they'd take it. Right. And maybe they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But you could say we came all the way down from 1.9 to 1.2. They didn't do that. They kept it at 1.9 the whole time. They just said, well, we didn't like your initial offer, mm-hmm. so we're not going to counter. That was essentially how that went down. And why should they? They're in control, so they don't think they have to. They, they, they don't think right. they have to compromise in any way. They've got two bills to do whatever they want with. Yeah. And n- not whatever they want, but whatever they want when it comes to spending and taxation. They can do those. They can get away with those things here with two of these bills because of the reconciliation rules, and they can get through it. Get it through with fifty votes, and, and as long as to. they don't really piss off Joe Manchin or Kristen Cinema or one of these other quote unquote moderate, uh, but have would have been almost communist in any other point in our history uh, mm-hmm. senators, uh, then you uh, then you sit back and you say, okay, well they can get that through. It's one of those things. Just because of these rules, it's just it's what Trump used. For his 2017 tax uh, cut, you can get these things through as president if you have control of everything and you have 50 votes in the Senate. And so he's going to be able to get these things through. It will be shocking if they blow this and can't get another couple trillion dollars spent. It's almost impossible to stop them. It's almost impossible to stop them. Yeah, this is going to happen. It's just going to. Um, uh, It's just... So is there an argument, Pat, for... We can't afford this. Is there an argument for, and I'm just devil's advocate here, because I, as a as someone who's on talk radio, I know how I feel about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want them to just do nothing because I can't stand this entire thing. That might not be the most rational thing. So stepping back, is there a an argument to make that Mitt Romney and Lindsey Graham and Susan Collins and whoever else go in there and say, hey, I know you want to spend 25 what if we come along on 1.6 and we cut mm-hmm. out a lot of this and we don't make it as damaging and they go along with it to get their quote unquote bipartisan bill passed and try to minimize the damage? Is there some value to that? I don't know. I mean, to, to, it feels my it, my emotions tell me screw off. Mm-hmm. Don't go near these people because they're terrible. But is there is there an argument? To, to go to them and say, all right, look, not $600 because we know they won't, they won't go anywhere near that. But you go to them and say, look, we understand infrastructure, yes. We'll do all the infrastructure stuff you want, and we'll do half of the other crap you want. Let's just not do all of this. This is obviously too far. 
Is there any argument in your mind? Oh, sure. I think so. You think Especially if you could get them to back off the tax increase a little bit. Yeah. Uh, if you get something in return. Like instead of saying 28, what about 26, 25? Mm-hmm. You know, I, this is essentially how the Senate's supposed to operate in some ways, right? Where there's supposed to be some compromise, some compromise, some deliberation. It's supposed to work like this. That being said, I, I my instinct is to just you can't you can't trust trust these guys any further than you can throw them. There's no mm-hmm. there's absolutely no reason to believe they will be honorable in this negotiation. But the question is, do you just suck it up and see how much off of this now two point five trillion and probably tomorrow three trillion dollars you can save? Yeah, I think you could do that. It just won't happen though. Nobody will do that. I don't think they'll they'll even make an effort at doing that. So it's just they're just going to go along, and it'll be two and a half trillion dollars. They just did one point nine trillion, which is essentially two trillion, and now they're going to do another two and a half. It's <laughs> I've never we've never seen the like of it in world history. This kind of spending this fast, what kind of pace they put us on? This I mean, talk about being bankrupt. I mean, we were bankrupted a long time ago in reality. But there is no way when you're raising the the deficit at this kind of rate, there's you can't even pretend like we're ever going to be able to pay this off. Like our, I always hear, oh, well, our children and our grandchildren are going to be saddled with this debt. Mm, no, they're not. There's no way to pay this off ever. There's no way unless you just inflate money so much to where you you print up thirty five trillion dollars and you say, yeah, China, here's yours. Uh, IMF, here's yours, and uh, we're done. It worked out really well for the Weimar Republic. Uh, Didn't it, It really led to some really good things. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That wouldn't piss anybody off if you devalue the the dollar that badly and then just pay off. But that's the only way you could really do it. We're never going to pay off this debt. And that's part of basically monetary theory, which is something we're basically doing. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not – we didn't have a big conversation and pass a bill – and say, you know what, from now on, we're just going to print and spend however we want, and when the debt comes due, we'll just print more. It's like Lay's potato chips. Eat all you want, we'll make more. Right. Spend all you want, we'll print more. That's That's, what we're doing. It is the Lay's potato chip philosophy of economics. It is. And it's what the Elon Omars and the, uh, the AOCs want to occur, have been arguing for, and now, here we are, just doing it what if we didn't have a debate about it and we just tried it you know it's a lot <laughs> well you remember when the reporter or i think it was a reporter asked aoc they were sitting on a stoop in new york city or maybe it was brooklyn i i don't know and he asked her about uh about whether or not uh, you can you can pay this stuff off You just pay for it. You just do. How do you pay for it? You just, you just pay, pay for it. it. A, she is almost she too brilliant? smart. Almost too smart. <laughs> she is almost yeah. too smart. You feel like you're talking to like some <laughs> physicist and you're just like, all right, I don't even yeah. understand what, are you, what you're talking about. Stephen Hawking's how, sister? Uh, it's just maybe? so smart to say, how do you pay for it? You just <laughs> you pay for just it. just pay for it. It's almost too brilliant. I can't, I can't conceive <laughs> uh, the, the intellectual plane she's on. You know? Right. Right, that's the problem. <sighs> that's the problem. I mean, you're, you're talking to Stephen Hawking. 
you know, and he's just going on and on about black holes or whatever. And you're just like, I something can't in astrophysics. And you don't even know the are words speaking, that are coming out of his mouth. Are you speaking English? Am I right. hearing? I don't even know what's going on. Right. She's that smart. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a and that but that is she. It's about as much thought has gone into modern, modern monetary theory. Like yeah. that is basically she's as dumb as she is. She's accurate, accurately describing it, basically. You go out there, you print as much, you spend as much as you want. Mm-hmm. When the money comes due, you print that money. And you don't worry and, about and it. And then you redo it. Mm-hmm. Do it again. And yes, the money inflates eventually, I guess. But you don't, you're uh, you're no longer concerned with, the two things they're not concerned with, uh, with modern monetary theory are debt and uh, and inflation. They just, if you, if let's just pretend those things didn't exist. Like what if you, mm-hmm. if you were in a world right now where you had a printing press and you knew there would be no ramifications from the actual debt. And right. you knew you there were no ramifications from inflation. Why wouldn't, wouldn't you, you also print money forever? Yes. There's no reason not to. The, yep. That's why you don't do it. But they say, well, what if we don't think about those things at all? <laughs> you know, and maybe it'll work out. Yeah. It's worked out so far. Yeah. So let's try it. Just yeah, keep doubling down. Just keep doing it. And then the, the, you know, the conservative answer to that and even the liberal answer to that up until the last couple of years was always, look, there's some limit here, right? At some point. That's completely split. gone with Democrats. Yeah, and they just don't, they don't, they mostly no Republicans. No, we, we have control of the money supply. What do you mean there's some limit? No, there's yeah. not. We just keep printing it. Yep. That Tur- is really what they believe. Triple eight seven two seven beck More patents due for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Come on up. The Glenn Beck program. You hear me talk about my love for my pillow products all the time, how they've changed my sleep for the better, and they really have. The pillows are amazing, the Giza sheets, the towels, the mattress toppers, all of it. My pillow sells great products at great prices. Well, they've done it again. I just got a pair of their slippers, my slippers. They're really, really great. They have three-tier cushioning system, two layers of MyPillow foam, a layer of impact gel to prevent fatigue and offer all-day comfort. They can be worn inside, outside, made with high-quality leather, and they're 40% off right now. They're my slippers. 40% off. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and use the promo code BECK and receive this incredible offer. The slippers come with a one-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. It's MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. Call 1-800-966-3117. Promo code BECK. MyPillow.com. Uh, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K is our phone number. Uh, hey, we're being warned by a top scientist not to try to contact intelligent life out there. You know, we're getting ready to to send out uh, a telescope that you know it's like the Hubble telescope, except I believe it's a hundred times more powerful than Hubble is, and we've seen way out into space with Hubble. So they're sending this one deep, much deeper into space. I think about a million miles from Earth. And then it's it's then it's then a hundred times more powerful than uh, Hubble. So they expect to see some amazing things and maybe be able to contact uh, other intelligent life. But this scientist is warning against it, saying, <laughs> yeah, uh, you might just be inviting our overlords to the planet. 
So maybe don't do that. Uh, I, 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 uh, why would the telescope be the problem? I mean, if we were firing lasers randomly into space, you know, <laughs> nuclear missiles just kind of throwing them, throwing them out there, I could understand that maybe. Mm-hmm. A telescope? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be that? I'm not sure if it's if it comes equipped with some sort of you know uh, signal. As well, sure. That it can send out a signal that hey, we're here and we're well, looking around for friends. If, uh, We'd like to have some friends in the galaxy. If there are overlords, though, they probably would know we're already here. So he, is he saying that we're going to alert them and they'll be like, oh, we need yeah. to become oh. overlords of those people? Yes. Okay. That hey, oh, uh, there's somebody else out there that we haven't uh, taken over yet. So let's just go do that now and take care of it. Uh, I personally don't think that would be an issue. I mean, if. You know, we've had all these sightings of uh, UFOs over the years. We, we haven't been destroyed yet. And you would think if they can get from their place to ours, they've got technology that we can't even fathom. And they could have uh, destroyed us a good long time ago. I don't know what they're waiting for, if that's what their intent was. Hey, uh, look at us. We're begging for it. You know, yes. this. have you seen the way hey, we what act? What more do you have to well, do? What more do we have to do to be destroyed? <sighs> yeah. So anyway, this will be in place by May of 2022. So be afraid. Be very afraid. Well, I will say, if it works out, one thing we will know for sure is it's infrastructure. <laughs> yes, it uh, is. We know that. Very important it, it part of count. our infrastructure. Yes. 